Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to a new year of the Money Mindful podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and today we are kicking off 2020 with the first episode of season two. 2020. How cool is that? I love just saying that. This year just feels like it's going to be such an incredible year. I don't know why exactly, but it just feels like it's in the waters. Today we are talking about how to make money fast. I did a Facebook post on this late last year and it was quite popular. So I thought we could flesh it out in this episode. And let's face it, who doesn't enjoy making extra money? We could all do with more information on this topic. Welcome back for season two. If this is your first time listening to the show, a very warm welcome to you. And if you are one of the many new listeners who picked up the show over the Christmas break, welcome to you too. I hope you had a restful holiday period. I can't quite say mine was restful. My holiday break was epic. I spent December packing and selling our stuff and the start of January was moving from Victoria to New South Wales and unpacking. But after moving five times in the last six years, I can confidently say I'm getting pretty good at this now. For the move this time, I wanted to do things a little differently and see if we could cover the cost of the move by selling our unwanted items or items that were not practical to move. But before I get into that, I wanted to give a listener shout out to Kath Green all the way from America who wrote so smart, accessible and effective. I adore the Money Mindful podcast and Megan is amazing. She makes money conversations accessible and offers practical tips and tools to begin the practice of being mindful with your money. Thanks, Megan. And thank you, Kath. Making money conversations accessible and offering tips and tools is what this podcast is all about. So it's great to be of service. All right, let's get into it. As I've mentioned previously, we've moved a lot over the last six years for my partner's work. And every time we move, I do a big declutter to reduce how much um, we have to move. And somehow we always have more stuff to get rid of. Uh, yeah, it's it's a human condition. We just seem to accumulate stuff. I It's... I really try hard not to accumulate stuff and yet somehow uh, each time we move there seems to be the same amount of stuff that we have to get rid of. I usually give most of it away to the op shop and occasionally sell the odd item of value. Late last year I read Canna Campbell's book, The $1,000 Project, where she outlines a strategy to reach a financial goal by making parcels of $1,000 at a time. I won't go into it now as I did a whole episode on it. If you're interested, you can check out episode 10, The $1,000 Project, if you want to learn more, or go to the resource section on the website, www.moneymindful.com.au forward slash resources, and I've got a link there to her book. 
After reading the book, I was inspired to see if we could create the money for our move by selling our unwanted items and generating parcels of $1,000 at a time. The approximate cost for the move was $5,000. I know this included the removalist cost. So it was a, it was a bit more than we would usually pay because we're moving into state. The exit clean that we did at the house, the agency break lease fees. Would you believe that we had just re-signed the lease on our rental in Melbourne when about it was about two or three weeks later, Louis found out that he got the position here in New South Wales and we had to break the lease after we'd like signed it just a few weeks before. Yeah, so that $5,000 also covered the doubling up of the rents and the extra moving materials that you have to buy, you know, boxes and, and the like, and flights for myself and my girls to fly up and the petrol cost for Louis to drive up with Dasha, our dog. So a bit more than we would usually spend on moving house, 5000 yeah, I know, right? Moving is expensive and we do it so often. One day when we finally settle down, it will be great to have all that moving money for perhaps a yearly family holiday. I'd really much prefer to be spending my money that way, but we have no regrets. Louis has specific career goals and that required that we move. So we like our reasons for moving, even if they're expensive ones. We don't want to be the kind of family that doesn't go after our goals just because we have to experience a little discomfort financial discomfort and the discomfort of stepping outside of our safe and comfort zone bubble and moving to an unknown place are all part of the pathway to creating the results that we want in our life. So getting back to making money fast, this is what we did. We sold our stuff and here's how. Step one, decide your outcome. So what I mean by this is get really clear about the result you want. This is very helpful to keep you on track and connected to the purpose of why you're going to go to the effort to create the result you want. I mentioned in a previous episode that I usually give our stuff away because it's quicker and easier. There's no right or wrong way, but something to consider when getting rid of your things is what's more important, time or money. Selling things takes more time and effort. Taking things to an op shop is much more time efficient and less effort, but you don't make any money. In our case, we wanted the money. I had some time up my sleeve. We had two months before we were moving. And despite knowing it would be more work, I wanted to see how much we could create by selling our things. And if we really could create enough to cover our moving expenses... I also decided that despite wanting to make money, the ultimate result was having less to move. So I was more focused on the selling of items rather than getting the exact exact value I thought the item was worth because I was motivated to get rid of the item. Our outcome was to reduce what we had to move and make money by selling as much of it as possible. Step two Make a decision to make money. 
This next example may sound a little counterintuitive, but by making the decision to make money, you can focus on that rather than getting caught up in the details. For example, I had quite a few instances where I listed an item for a certain amount and then a potential buyer would come back with an amount below what I had listed it for. One example, I I had a $200 dress on listed on Facebook marketplace that I'd worn once. And so I listed it for $30, but the buyer offered me 25. Now the first place my brain went to is, are you serious? That's a $200 dress. That's only been worn once. No way. But then I remembered the outcome that I wanted was to reduce my stuff to move and make some money along the way. I can quibble quibble over $5 or I could just say yes and accept the money, which is what I did. And this made selling the items a much faster process as I made quick decisions that I wanted the items gone and the money came in very quickly. I also made clear terms that the items had to be picked up promptly and found by being clear and decisive, the whole process moved very quickly. Step three, be open to receiving money. This is a bit of an interesting point and well worth mentioning. I listed a bike trailer for only $65 because I didn't think it would be that popular. You know, those bike trailers that the kids sit in. So you attach them to your bike and the adult rides the bike and the kids are in the trailer behind. Well, I was very wrong that I didn't think it was going to be popular. I had a gazillion messages about it. I had one woman in particular who was very keen, but I'd already said someone else could take it. But then the first buyer couldn't work out how to pick it up and was taking too long. So I offered it to the really keen woman. She offered me more money if I could drop it off, but I just said, oh, look, don't worry. That's fine. Just pick it up the next day. It turned out she didn't live far from my work. So I messaged her again and said that actually I probably could drop it off. And she was so pleased with this that she offered me even more money again. So she ended up paying me $90 for the trailer that I'd posted for $65. I'm sure there are many of you and myself included who in the past might've said no to the money and given it to her for the original amount. However, think about why. Would you have done it because you didn't think you deserved it or didn't want to feel greedy or that people might not agree? I almost went to say something, but I stopped myself because I realized that my intention was to reduce my things to move and make some money. And here was this woman offering me more money because it was of value to her for me to drop it off. And I asked myself, why would I say no to the money? Because think about it. So often we say no to money. This is something to be aware of. You actually need to be open to receiving money or you'll shoot yourself in the foot and say no to it and wonder why you're not making much, right? So this is the perfect example of a win-win situation. It was worth the value to the woman to pay more to get me to deliver it to her. And all I had to do was say, yes. Step five, don't people please at your own expense. 
So I was selling a vintage jacket that a couple of people messaged me about at the one time, you know, but no one was really committing. And one guy wanted it, but couldn't come for a few days to pick it up. And I explained that someone else was interested and he was like, ah, don't worry, don't hold it on my account. But he'd let me know if he was available later to pick it up. In the meantime, another person said she'd get it, but also couldn't come for a few days And then without warning, the first guy messaged and said, hey, I'm in the area and I still want it. Now, I could have got all concerned about letting the other buyer down. However, I just made the decision to sell and go with first in, first serve. The guy came over and ended up buying another jacket I had. I had two vintage leather jackets up for sale. And this happened on another occasion as well where someone had said she wanted something that I posted but then she didn't show up and then she said she'd come at another time. Meanwhile, another buyer was very clear and direct and said she'd come on that day and she too ended up buying other stuff we had for sale. She walked around our house because she'd just moved and she needed all this new stuff and we ended up selling her our futon bed as well and a, a few other things. So On both occasions, I could have gone down a whole thought process of worrying about, oh, what will the first buyer think if I turn them down? But the reality is I can be concerned with what people might think or I can sell an item to a buyer who is ready right here, right now, which is what I did. And again, by making quick decisions about selling and not worrying about offending potential buyers that were under no obligation to buy anyway, I was able to move items out quickly and have money come in quickly. So good. Yeah, people pleasing. Oh my goodness, we've got to stop that behavior. Okay, step six, have an abundant mindset. This is such an important step. We made a lot of money, far more than I thought we would. We made as much as we did because we did it from a place of abundance. We didn't get caught up in needing to hold on to every dollar. When you come from a mindset of abundance, you're coming from a place of having and creating more versus not having like a scarcity mindset and trying to make more from nothing. We gave so much away and we were very, very generous with the prices we did sell things for. What works about this is when you come from a place of having, you don't need to quibble over $5 because you know that there's more from where that came from. It's easy to say, have an abundant mindset. In my experience, I've created this through being aware of my thoughts and then actually practicing the way I want to think to create an abundant mindset. This takes practice and sometimes I catch myself going to a place of scarcity. The first step to creating from abundance is to record your thoughts so you can become aware of the way that you think. Often we try to create money, but we can't because we're not even aware of all the negative thoughts we have about money. So this doesn't mean you just give everything away, though, just because of why you're saying no if someone offers a price below what you offered. There was only one time I flat out said no to someone because I thought their offer was too low. But because I was in this space of abundance and just felt like, wow, you know, I'm just selling things really quickly and it's really easy and people are making me offers and I'm just able to say yes and sell the stuff. I feel like we made more money in the end, you know, because I wasn't holding on to that $200 dress because I didn't want to sell it for $25 and miss out on 
five extra dollars. You know, I could have missed out on the whole $25 and not sold it at all if I had been in that mindset. However, I'm not suggesting that you devalue yourself or your things. This is a circumstance where if we hadn't have sold the things, we would have just given them away. It's not like we were running a business where the value of something was a fixed price. So I don't want you to confuse it with that. Step seven, back yourself and your decisions. There's no right or wrong answer when it comes to selling your things and making money. There's no reason why you can't have a set price and be firm with that price. Just make sure you like your reasons. For me, like I just said, I was selling things that I wanted to get rid of. And if we didn't sell them, they would have been given away. So I was willing to take offers that were below what I listed them for because for me, I was ahead of the game just by making money off something I would otherwise be giving away. We sold our stuff on the Facebook marketplace and on eBay. There are pros and cons for both. Facebook marketplace is great because you can quickly list something and sell it straight away for no fees. The downside is that the buyer is not really under any obligation to buy. And for whatever reason, sometimes people just don't show. However, you are also not obligated to sell. And if someone's stuffing you around or can't come to collect the item, you can freely offer it to someone else eBay is great for reaching a lot of buyers and tends to be much more reliable. The fees can start to add up though. Like I've paid uh, off the top of my head, I think around $190 worth of fees because they charge around 10%. Yeah, it's quite a lot. It's more than I um, remembered it being actually. But having said that, you know, I wouldn't have been able to sell those items if not for eBay. So you know, the items that I was selling, my camera gear on eBay is not really the sort of stuff that you would sell on a buy swap sell site. I mean, maybe you could, but I just felt like eBay, it was more credible. Yeah. You got to pay for the service that you get and eBay offers that value that you have to pay for. So I listed our household items on the buy swap sell sites and I listed my professional camera gear on eBay. All up as of when I'm recording this podcast, we made just under $4,300. So this is made up of a bit over $1,000 of sales on Facebook Marketplace. Louis made around $600 from eBay sales. And at the moment, I've got an auction that's just about to finish in an hour. So I don't know if the price is going to go up, but as it stands now, um, I've made about 2600 from eBay sales and I've still got another lens listed that should fetch between two and $300 when it sells. So we didn't quite make the $5,000 mark, but we got pretty close. In summary, Next time we move, I will definitely go to the effort of selling our stuff because it was so well worth it. I just think back to all the other times we've moved and just given stuff away. You know, granted this time we did sell some big ticket items, but wow, I was actually really surprised how much money we made. Originally, when I first started this And we got the cost for the removal list. I thought our moving expenses were going to be about three and a half grand. But then when I actually added it all up and all the additional things, 
um, it worked out more closely to around 5,000. So I'm thrilled that we've made 4,300. I mean, that's money that we've now used to cover the expenses of moving and haven't had to take out of our savings, which is so fantastic. So I highly recommend and encourage you to have a go at selling your things if you need to make money fast. The best thing for me, apart from making the actual money, was really gaining awareness about my thoughts around making money and selling. It's so much easier to sell when you're in an abundant mindset it's also totally possible to make more money outside of your actual job. You're not defined by the income you earn from a salary. It's not fixed and totally possible to make money in alternative ways. And I really learned that firsthand from doing this because selling stuff is not what something that I usually do. So that was a really great lesson to learn. If you want to make money fast, guys, sell your unwanted items. We sold so many things and yet we still moved 30 cubic meters. What the heck? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Household of four people. Ah, stuff. Have a look for yourself around your own house. You might be pleasantly surprised how much money you can make by selling your unwanted items. So it's been great to be back with you this week. I've actually really missed you guys over the Christmas break. To keep in touch and never miss an episode, be sure to join the Money Mindful email list by going to www.moneymindful.com.au forward slash subscribe. I send out weekly emails to keep you up to date with all things Money Mindful. Until next time, have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.